Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast of Two Halves, brought to you by Spark Events. We hope everybody had as good of a new year as possible, and we thank you for joining us today. This is our second episode, following up from last week, when we introduced ourselves and went through our predictions for the Premier League and Championship. In today's episode, we're going to discuss what's been going down in England's top two divisions over this past week. And I'm once again joined by football experts Mo, Isaac and Ethan. So if you want to say hello, boys. Hello. Hi. Well, as I'm sure you know, football moves fast and a lot can change in a week. And we have seen that to maximum effect in the Premier League, where champions-elect Chelsea find themselves just three points above relegation candidates Arsenal after Man City revved up their engines at Stamford Bridge on Sunday. Leicester continue to impress after a win on Tyneside and poor old Sheffield United, who we all tip to finish bottom of the league, can't buy a point right now, never mind a win. But it was last night's result at St Mary's that will steal all of the headlines, as Liverpool have now taken two points from a possible nine, and Southampton themselves start to believe that they can challenge for a European spot just over a year after losing 9 0 to Leicester City. In the Championship, Norwich, Swansea, and Bournemouth all picked up wins this weekend after failing to win in midweek and Bournemouth and Brentford find themselves just two points off second with a game in hand each. Also, just eight points separates Watford in sixth and Cardiff in 15th, meaning a lot of teams are eyeing up those playoff spots. So, gents, casting our minds back briefly to midweek, does anybody want to kick off this first half and go over some key talking points? Yeah, I'll kick off this week's podcast with um, just talking about Leeds' emphatic win over West Brom uh, midweek. Um the strength they show going forward, as they have done in, in previous games, was magnificent. Um, Leeds are so impressive going forward. I mean, we were just discussing um, Leeds rather hit or miss. They can blow teams away so easily, or they themselves can get blown away. Uh, just depends which Leeds to, uh, team. Yeah. To... yeah, it's almost like they're not afraid of continuing to attack yeah, even when they're losing. So, like, they're playing Man United and there was, what, losing by three, four goals, and they're still yeah, continuing yeah. to attack. Whereas majority of teams, they'd be sitting back for damage limitation, whereas Leeds, Bielsa doesn't think like that. He always tries to keep no. keep and trying to get something from the games. Yeah, he always keep, he always does also, the same thing, no matter what. Like, say when they played United, they went to yeah. all that after three minutes, and he didn't change what he was doing. And they yeah, going yeah. Now. praise. They get a lot of praise from the media, and I think it annoys some people. Like, there's a lot of people complaining on Twitter. I feel like Leeds get a free pass when they're getting smashed like 5 0. Everybody's all over them saying, uh, Oh, yeah. what, what brilliant football they play. You can look at it two ways you can look at it as stupid, you can look at it as naive, or you can look at it as entertaining. At the end of the day, football's meant to be entertaining. People like watching Leeds. So, what can you do? They're a newly promoted team and they're, they're battling it out well. Yeah. Yeah, There's most teams are negative against teams like Liverpool, Man United. All them teams, like you say, it's a Burnley did go to part of the bus, finish 0 0. Leeds actually go and give them a game. Yeah, one thing you've got to give to Leeds is they create chances. They're 6 2 down against Man United and they're still creating chances. On the other hand, they played West Brom and uh, the game finished 5 0. Um, West Brom, I feel like. They tried coming out to play because they were playing Leeds, whereas I think they would have been better if they sat in, like they played against yeah. Liverpool, played to the strength, yeah. just because Leeds weren't as good. They, in mindset-wise, they thought, oh, we might be able to get something from this game and score some goals, whereas that's where, that's the, that's where they went wrong. Leeds United always create chances and they just cut them apart, simple as that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, after after we all did our predictions, I think did we all have West Brom staying up, or maybe one I of us didn't. Really I yeah, I had to stay. I think up you to... might be right out of the, the four of us now because they've not done too well after that Liverpool game, have they? Yeah, I think no, um, I Big Sam will walk. Personally, I think he'll walk to like because it'll be like February, March, and he'll realize he won't be able to keep him up, and he'll want to keep his record. Yeah, like I do think January is big for Big Sam. If he gets yeah. the players that he needs, things might change. But at the moment, the side he's got, they're really struggling. I just don't understand though. How can you go from playing so well against Liverpool, they're so organised and in the shape, to then losing against Crystal Palace and Leeds? Um, mm. it's, I think, it, as I said already, they're playing with a different approach against the lesser so-called teams, and that's where they're going wrong. Well, yeah, I thought that sitting back suits them. Yeah, you look at you look at the game they played against Villa. That was the first game Big Sam was in charge. He got beat three 0 and then they played Liverpool. They drew one one, and after that um, they played Leeds. Got beat five 0 and they played Arsenal. And got beat four 0 So mm. they they've only they only scored one goal in the Big Sam. So it's like they don't know where yeah, the goal's coming from for a start. It's looking pretty bleak for them. We also had um, Arsenal winning against Brighton. I mean, many people before the game were calling it some sort of relegation scrap. But uh, as we've seen, Arsenal have uh, now got three wins on the bounce. They're not doing too bad, are they? Yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal are strong so far. The last three games, they seem to turn it around. Uh, the Chelsea game, Box Day, was really big for him. Yeah, and I yeah. said last week in the podcast that Brighton game was a big game for Arsenal because they had to follow it up. It wasn't a pretty game, but they got that win. That's what was important. And now they're slowly, slowly picking up. And some Arsenal fans will quietly be thinking... Uh, Arsenal yeah. back how they should be playing I was enjoying the little uh, Arsenal spell near the bottom but uh, yeah. yeah it seems like they're going to start climbing up now the league's so all... tight so you, yeah. you can go from yeah, they could, they could finish anywhere now. To, yeah, yeah we did all say last week when we spoke about Arsenal that they will start picking up and they weren't not, there wasn't a chance they were going to get relegated but it's just yeah maintaining the form now they need to try and keep this form up and keep getting them wins over the line yeah and a, a big win for the Red Devils in the 93rd minute came through a Rashford deflected goal huge win for United and um, we know after the Liverpool game last night that uh, Man United only need a point away at Burnley to go top of the league yeah Man United be taken seriously they need to beat Burnley in that game now yeah in previous seasons, it'd be a game that we would have yeah. dropped points, maybe. We would have bottled. Yeah. But you could say that about the past two games as well. Yes, we got definitely. into line against Wolves late on, and then we found a way to win against a, a very, very good Villa team. It's been other Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think it was. It's a debatable one. He's, he's running and then... Louise, do, Louise does impede him because if Louise wasn't there, then he doesn't he doesn't fall over, does he? See, I don't. I think it was harsh on Villa just the way he tripped over his own legs, but I don't think that gets overturned. He wouldn't have tripped over his own leg if there was no contact from the Villa player. Though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that Wolves game, it wasn't pretty, but that's what yeah. champions do. You could almost say it's a champions result. Mm-hmm. Big game soon against Liverpool next week. 
Yeah, it's a it's a big game. We said that last week, didn't we? That it'll be um, it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll show if United are serious title contenders. If they win that, they've got potential of going six points clear. We're talking about yeah. Manchester United here. People wanted the manager out a few weeks ago. It's crazy mm. how football changes. I think it might be um, between Liverpool and then the, the two Manchester clubs because Man City are, are looking okay too, now, aren't they? Yeah. After going at, yeah. at Chelsea, very impressive first half. Uh, they, they blitzed them really, and then the game was done. So, um, if we want to fast forward now to this weekend just gone, we'll uh, we'll get started with some Championship games. So, uh, Isaac, have you been watching any any Championship this weekend? Uh, yes, we'll start um, start with the top of the table clash um, at the Liberty Stadium, Swansea against Watford. Finished 2 1 to uh, Swansea. Really good. Um, Swansea were. Watford didn't really create much. They started well. Tom Cleverley outside the box um, made made the score 1 0. Then, but then after that, it was all Swansea, really. Um, yeah. The only anything... thing I can tell you about this game is just from watching Ben Foster's vlog. And, uh, he said <laughs> oh, yeah. he started well Tomorrow. as well. So I'll go with you on that one. Yeah. Anything you want to add on that, on that game, though? Um, I feel like the problem that Watford have got at the moment is they're not taking the chances. They've got really good strike force of Dini and Andre Gray, but they're just not doing it. I think Andre Gray's got one goal since the start of lockdown, I'm sure I read. And Troy Dini, I don't think he suits Watford at the moment. He, he just doesn't look fit to me. Watford tries to play on the counter-attack and fast-playing football, and Dini just can't keep up. I know he scores a lot of goals, but a lot of them are penalties. Yeah, so Watford, it's hard to understand what's going on there, because Andre Gray, he's done it already, he's done it with Burnley. He was playing last season in the Premier League with Watford. It's, it's something that needs addressing, because They've got the talent there, but they're struggling to get results. And if they're not careful, this league, you drop out the playoffs, they're dropping slowly down that table. They're playing okay first off before they had the lead. But as Isaac said, Swansea came into it. You can't, um, you've got to give Swansea the credit. It's a good strike for Jamal Law. Jamal Law, I think, is a superb striker. And if Swansea are then up there this season, he's a major. Fact of that. Mm. Any other games stand out? Um, I think Reading's performance um, was very, very good um, away at Huddersfield. Huddersfield went one up. Um, to be fair, Huddersfield had a lot of chance in the first half, but Reading came back in the second half, played really well. Lucas Shaw's been out injured. Um, I think that's why they've slacked off a bit. He's come back, scored a brace. Um, showed his quality. Mm, third um, top scorer in the league now, isn't he? Yeah, added, he scored seven in seven. Um, so Reading have moved above Watford, and I thought yeah, they, I thought Reading would drop off a bit, but having Lucas Yao back, I think it's a massive boost, and they could stay in. Um, I think they will stay in that playoff position now. Well, they had that yeah. good start, didn't they? Right, right yeah. like the top of the league by quite a lot. Yeah, they did have a really good start. I've been watching Reading carefully just because one of my um, customers, as I sell kits, as you guys know, Tom Holmes, he plays for Reading. So I've been watching, keeping an eye on them. And it just seems like 
they're organised and they've got a striker who can score goals in Lucas Chow with good players around him, such as Ajaria. Um, but, as you said, in this league, um, you've got to get results, even if you don't play well. Um, the Reading manager said that could have been their best performance all season. Even though the football wasn't the best, the way just hung in there in the first half and played some nice football in the second half. If they keep it up, I think they will get top six, as we said last week. Mm. Um, the Bournemouth-Stoke game, we'll touch on that. That was a really good result for Bournemouth, I thought. It was a tight game. Stoke is not an easy place to go. Physical side, one of the best defensive sides in the league. It was a tight game, and they're the type of games that you need to win if you want to be finishing in the top two. Yeah. And 79th minute winner, it was a big goal for Bournemouth. Puts them right back up there now, doesn't it, as well? Like yeah. They can go, go into second if, if they win a game in hand over Norwich and Swansea. Yeah, they got Josh King coming back as well for the championship. It's a phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal yeah that's play. huge. I, I always like thought, cheek, though, with the, players, yeah, with the players they've got, such as David Brooks, Stanislas, Josh King coming back, they are superb players for this division. What about the Norwich game, Isaac? Um, started the game top, come out the game top of the league as well. Um, facing the informed Barnsley side that I uh, yeah <laughs> last week. And to be fair, um, Barnsley had some good chances. They had the last kick of the game that probably should have scored. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, to uh, make, but um, but before that, um, on the other hand, Norwich had a lot of very good chances. Puki had one clear off the line. Um, you went through on goal also, as well. Yeah, he also missed a one-on-one. But the Norwich goal was brilliant. Um, Wendy, the quality he's got is amazing. Um, it's, ball's come over his head, um, volleyed it first time. That's the quality that he's got. And if you want to win the game, that's how you do it. That's yeah. probably why a number of Premier League clubs are supposedly looking at him as well. I was sort of surprised yeah, when he did get a move this summer just gone as well. But yeah, Man United uh, linked with him, weren't he? Quite a lot. Yeah. At least yeah. I mean, who who aren't we linked with? But yeah, we were. Yeah, Arsenal looking at him, aren't they? Yeah, it could be good for... I think he'd suit um, as a replacement. Well, Emil smith yeah. has been doing well for them, but I think Wendy yeah. is, will provide more of an impact. Yeah. smith is still young. Yeah, I've got Norwich to win the league. But a big factor that is keeping Bundy in January. And I was yeah. watching EFL Quest and apparently a lot of Norwich fans got in touch with the show asking not to give a good analysis on Bundy as he's getting <laughs> enough uh, attention as it is. But he's a great play. Like Isaac said, though, the ball came over the top and the way he's brung it down to score first time. It was, it was a little bit similar to the Danny Ings goal last night, but it was more technique to it. But it was a superb mm. goal. Barnsley, I think Isaac, I know Isaac rates them very highly. They've played some good football, even though a lot of sides that aren't that good, like well-known sides in the league, they focus more defensively. What I like about Barnsley is they focus more on attacking. They've got the sixth worst defence in the league. However, they are good to watch. They are one of the best teams to watch in the championship. Mm. Just looking at the previous results, they've had a, a lot of 2-1 wins. Five, yeah. five in the last seven, I think. Yeah, Five in the last seven have all been 2-1 wins. So, yeah, a lot of both teams scoring. Yeah, 
It's it's usually a good watch when Barnsley play because they're always attacking and when you're attacking you're going to concede. So there's always a lot of chances getting created. And they it could have very well actually. Yeah, on the weekend. And they very could have easily easily equalised at last kick of the game. So we're basically calling Barnsley the, the B Tech leads of the, the championship now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. See if they can go up that. and do the same. <laughs> yeah, but I think oh. if they want to be playoff contenders, they need to sort their defence out because they can't be conceding so many goals every game. As I said, they got the sixth worst defensive record in the division. Should we sadly oh, uh... move on to uh, sadly move on to the North End game? <laughs> just about to mention that one. <laughs> It, it, well, we actually created a lot of chances. We hit the bar twice or post. Berkeley's had a header ridiculously saved by um, their keeper. Um, but I don't really want to talk about the penalty because I think See, there was all we asked I think Fisher knew what he was doing going in with his hand. However, I believe that he was fouled by Graben. And if he doesn't get fouled, I don't think um, he handballs it. Well, I don't think he falls over and handballs it, to be honest, if he do not get fouled. And then as for the kick, he's double-kicked it. All we <laughs> ask for is, referee, what are you looking at? What is the referee I've not seen at? it. Yeah, he's double-kicked it. He... He double it and he scored. And, that's, and Alex Neal came out and said, that's cost us a game, which it did. Because I don't think Nottingham Forest would have scored because it was one-way traffic all game. I think... The officiating in this division is atrocious. We say it week in, week out, and teams get cost results. Like every week, there's a talking point of referee costing teams results. And how long does this go on for? I'm not. It's not even. Go on. It's not even. Sometimes it's it's biased. Like sometimes um, the opposition can get a red card, for example, and we'd say like, "Oh, that's never a red card." Or we get yeah. a penalty and go, we shouldn't have had a penalty. So it's not just being biased, like... No, no, yeah, it was. I watched the Derby game on Friday night against Sheffield Wednesday, and that's a six-pointer. Both teams are down there. Last kick oh, in the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Derby, it was a stone wall handball. He's got his arm out. He's, I'm not sure what the referee saw not to give it. I was speaking to a mate of mine who's a Derby fan, and he's saying... That that could cost relegation back end of season stuff decisions like that because it, it's a six yeah. point swing with Chef Wednesday being down there as well something needs addressing I know the EFL clubs made a complaint about the level of officiating but it's like how long can this go on for a lot of people complain about VAR don't they but at the end of the day it will stop a lot of silly decisions like that. See, I'm not. I'm not really a fan of VAR just because you score a goal. Mm. Do you know how to yeah. celebrate a goal? I'm not asking yeah. for VAR. It's just you just fair enough. If some decisions are tight, but like when it's a double kick from a penalty or a blatant handball, it's just like what's the referee seen not to give it? We understand like a tight mm. offside. That's completely understandable. We're not. We're not crying about a few inches and an offside. We're talking about stonewall penalties and red cards, like very like what VAR was supposed to be. What what but it isn't clear and obvious mistakes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think yeah. North End it happens. We created chances. It was a good game. We hit the crossbar twice. They scored on the run of play, and that's Championship football end of the day. But 
it's the referee that cost us, ultimately. I mean, at least you won in midweek, eh? It's not, yeah, it's not well, we picked up nine points over the Christmas period, so it was a good Christmas period, to be fair. Break from league action this week with the FA Cup, so change the squad up, get some fresh legs and come back whoever we've got in two weeks. Bristol City away we've got. Yeah, come back then. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, Ben Foster's vlog at Old Trafford, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. If they let let him film. I know United are very iffy with stuff like that. We didn't let Amazon Prime film or anything when City were doing the documentary. So I hope we let him film. Well, what I yeah, see, the Watford fans weren't happy with that Ben Faster GoPro. They, some supporters I've seen on Twitter was complaining that does it affect his performances? I know that he didn't have a Maybe. great game in the weekend. That second goal was his fault. He, he came out to punch it and Jamal Laws um, beat him to yeah. the head of it. I do understand a little bit because does it, it made me think he puts on, puts on a bit he's of a, a very good goal trying goal. to create more highlights. Yeah, no, but don't get me wrong. Ben Foster's a great keeper. He's yeah. one of the, he could be the best in the championship, you could say. But if it's affecting his performances, I'd be asking the question if it was for my team. So would I. He almost tries too hard sometimes. Like that second goal, there was no yeah. need to come out and punch it, but he might just feel like he needs to because the goalposts yeah, are the Yeah. Right then, I think we've uh, rounded up the championship nicely there. Do we want to jump over to the Premier League uh, from Saturday? Let's we had Arsenal. It. Arsenal with another impressive win. Or maybe not impressive win, but another win at that. A winning good style would be the right word. Yeah. Yeah. One player that's really impressed me from Arsenal is uh, Saka. I think he's been brilliant this season. Yeah, he's been their best player this season. Yeah, 100%. Uh, um, Smith Rowe's come in and he's been, like, he's changed him, I think. Because he came in against Chelsea. And, yeah, in, in, in he's linking the play over. really well, isn't he? Yeah. yeah Kieran Tony as well had a, had a fantastic game. Yeah, they've gone with um, youth this time. Rob, like, they've been playing like yeah. um, Willie and all the time. And they've realised play younger players like Willock, Smith, uh, Smith Rowe, Saka, all that kind of players. And it's working for them. I think ultimately just because they want it. Yeah. They want to work yeah. for their place. Whereas if they're just playing first teamers, they know they've got they know they're going to play week in, week out. So if you chuck the youngsters in, they're going to want it. And the, they've got yeah. quality. I think Willian's more than happy to collect his, well, 200, 300 grand a yeah, week. Exactly. And, and yeah, chill out. Whereas, whereas the younger boys, like you said, they, they want to work for it and they want to work hard. So yeah, Arsenal, three points off Chelsea now. I think they've played the same games, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah, that's, that's so, this season, though. It's getting very right. interesting. It's very tight. Like, yeah. Arsenal was 16th when they had three games ago. Now mm-hmm. the three points behind Chelsea. They're only ten points behind Liverpool as well, which isn't even that much considering everyone thinks that Arsenal had a terrible yeah. season. Yeah, yeah you, you see teams good turn good. around ten point deficits to win to win titles and things. So yeah. completely <laughs> plausible to think Arsenal could still get top four. Yeah, they could, they could they could still be up there. They could still get top six because like twenty nine points, fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh are on twenty nine points. They're only six points behind. There's plenty of season to go. I'd I'd go as far as saying it's impossible for Arsenal to get top four. Um, oh yeah, I don't think they will. Yeah, yeah no, they do no, doing well. Like, it's just weird how football and time changes. Like last week, you're talking about a little relegation fight, and yeah, then you're talking about top four. I think I, think, I think that was more like mm-hmm. trying to like take the mick out of Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. 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 
But I just don't see Arsenal being as good as the top six right now. They are getting better. They will get better. I think they can challenge for Europe, but it, they have to keep it up. It's only been with, three games. With this they've as played, well. Yeah, they played Brighton right. and West Brom. Let's not kid ourselves on a poor Chelsea side. Yeah, they're, they're like Let's not act like Arsenal are back and they're really good. <laughs> Time will tell how good they are, and if they keep it up, then they could challenge for top six. But for me, I think they'll fall short. Well, that six, uh, that six person yeah. is tough for them because there's teams like Southampton, Leicester, Everton, Villa, Chelsea, like West Ham. Yeah, see, like were, a lot of teams the, who are above them at the moment who are playing well. This season, it's almost like there's a five-team league with the bottom five with Burnley, West Brom, Sheffield United, Brighton, and Fulham, and then above them there's a few average teams like Newcastle, Crystal Palace, and then from there you've got top sides that not I would not top sides names wise, but footballing wise yeah. they're having good seasons. We're talking about Southampton, yeah. West Ham, Leeds. These yeah. sides like when your teams are playing them, such as like when Man United and Everton are playing your Leeds and your West Ham's and your Southampton, you're thinking it's a tough game. Whereas in the past. You're thinking, oh, we'll get three points against these teams. So, this this season, it's a lot. The competitive balance is there. So, you can't just yeah. say, oh, Arsenal are picking up wins. So, so are Southampton and so are your West Ham's and your Leeds and Everton's and your Leicester. So, that's why I think they'll just miss out. Well, you've got um, yeah, I mean, Wolves. Wolves are 13th at the moment. And they was like, always finishing 7th or 8th because all the teams like Everton were performing. Villa was like, relegation battle. West Ham are performing. Now they're performing. Wolves are only 13th. And even they're struggling. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Wolves are the same side this season without Jimenez. No. They're really struggling. And I think they need a striker in January because they're a striker at the moment. Yeah. Silver, he's, he's only Silver, 18. Yeah, yeah he's I really... Think they're missing, missing Jota as well, big time. Yeah, yeah. That Pedro Neto is a, is a huge player. I think he'll go around. Oh, he's a player, top. isn't he? Him and Port... Then, I think them two are really good players, but they're not players yeah. that will carry you and get you the top six, sevens, which they have been in the last few seasons. So, again, Wolves, it's not an easy game. We've seen Tottenham and Chelsea drop points against them. And, uh, yeah, that's where Everton have got next game, actually, Wolves at Molyneux. Um, Every- even though they're not like, the 13th in the league, it seems it's still like you don't want to play Wolves at Molyneux because you feel like they could be like what they once were last season. Get beat three now, yeah. so like, but the thirteenth, I don't think it reflects how they actually are the team. What What do you think about Everton's results against West Ham Leeds? Were you surprised, or did you think that they were coming? Well, we're normally better against better sides, like Chelsea, for example. We beat them one 0 beat Leicester away two 0 But when it comes to like Sheffield United, yeah, Sheffield United and West Ham's, we, I don't think we. Because we we like being the underdogs, I feel. Yeah. So when we're playing, we're expected to beat like West Ham, for example. Sheffield United, we struggled. We only scored in the 80th minute, and it looked like a bland nil-nil. West Ham, it looked like a bland nil-nil until they scored in the 86th minute. And we can't, for some reason, when teams try and defend against us, we can't break them down. Like we couldn't break West Ham down. Didn't like we're going to break now. We could be playing now. We don't think we would have scored. Like Sheffield United, I feel like just could they so poor this season, we had like one chance for me to be scored because we didn't create yeah. chances against them either. I, th- so I think the problem with Everton is that 
Yeah, the problem Everton have got, I think, is these tight games against West Ham, Leeds, and who was who was the other loss against recently? West Ham, Leeds. Um, I can't remember, but these tight games, I think these are the type of games that will determine if you'll get top six. Yeah, we need to be in teams yeah. like this because we're, I don't know, we're just, we're, we seem to be hot and cold. Like I say we're lacking creativity, but players like Luca Dean, he's out at the moment and he, he's a big part of our creativity. Hans Rodriguez has yeah, come back. We've got players like that who, who should be creating chances. Like Luca Dean's created the most chances of the defender in the last three seasons. Like every single season he's created the most chances. Him and Calvert Lewin's link up is, is big yeah, for you. Exactly. It? And it shows about Calvert Lewin isn't scoring. He hasn't scored in the last four games. He's not got the service. Exactly. Because yeah. he's been out. And there's players like Allen to come back as well. I think when we have a full strength side, we'll, we'll be winning games like that. We would have been yeah. time if we had the full strength side. Yeah. So, th- yeah, that's what I was thinking. Everton with a full strength side, they beat the likes of Leeds and your West Ham's. But when you've got players out, the tight games, you need to grab them by the scruff of the neck. But without yeah. them players, it's difficult. And that's why I think you've lost them two games narrowly. But I think Everton will get stronger as the players will come back. Yeah, we're lacking players as well. We need a few, we need a few players who can create defensive to attack quickly because there's no one really in our team that are like rapid. Everyone's got like a rapid player on the team. We don't. Mm. Would you say it's like... It won't be. <laughs> yeah, like your attacking wingers, they will all be... Yeah, they're, they're tricky. They, they're good at dribbling. They're good at like, but they can't. They're not fast. Like everyone's got that player who can break the lines but we've just pace. We haven't got that. Which is why we struggle to break teams down sometimes. Talking about yeah. struggling to break teams down, we may as well move on to Man City. What yeah. was that was in style. Fantastic. I didn't get to watch it unfortunately, but uh I mean I've seen the highlights and, and they look completely dominant. I think well, I saw well, a stat that Jamie Carrier highlighted between Man City's two goals, I think Chelsea had oh sorry, I think maybe it was a minute before Man City's first goal. I think Chelsea had six touches and Man no, City that, had that, fifty odds. That, that was between the first and second goal. Yeah. That that is some stat. And what it was, I watched the game. When Chelsea went one down, it was almost like they gave up, the game was gone. They kicked off, yeah. they passed it backwards, and it felt like no one wanted to come to the ball. You could tell that side was lacking in confidence. And Man City, they were going through the gears. Yeah, Man, Man City looked like the old self, don't he? Yeah, it looked like the Man City of two years ago when they won the league. They looked mm. a very good side. Well, they're only four points behind Liverpool with two games in hand. So if they win them two games in hand, they're above Liverpool as well. And if Manchester United have fixed as well, I think. Have you yeah, seen they've, the got, next, they've got easy fixtures. The next six fixtures in the Premier League are Brighton at home, Crystal Palace at home, Aston Villa at home, West Brom away, Sheffield United away and Burnley away. They should win all of them games. Yeah, you're looking at them on paper and I can't see anyone getting a point against yeah, them. Everyone, everyone, they, like they have been played. Everyone kind of like wrote them off because they, they didn't put like... They was more defensive like this season. Like, they normally like were leaky at the back but scored more goals than the opposition. This season, they're, they're, opposite, aren't they're not scoring many and they're, they're not conceding many either. I think Diaz has been a good signing for him. Yeah, he has. Defensively, yeah, well. he's, he's been very him. good. Yeah, he has. At times, Man City's weakness was they were conceding too many goals. But right now, yeah. they're conceding very minimal goals. I think that they only conceded the 93rd minute or what it was against Chelsea. Yeah, I think... And before that, they had back-to-back clean sheets. 
Yeah, I think Pep's looking at it as in like he's looking at the fence now because he knows his team can score, he knows the team can create chances. He's just looking at trying to show the defense to actually win these kind of games to like a United or a Liverpool, win them one nil, two nil. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think nobody, it's important like, as well. Every game. I think it's important as well because they don't have a, a striker at the moment, so they're, they're going to need to keep clean sheets because they know that they're not going to be able to score four or five in a game anymore. Yeah, like look at the Manchester derby when they finished nil nil. Like normally, you'd expect City or United to get a goal, but City was so good defensively. Well, they're just more solid, but then that's like yeah. sacrificing their attack. However, you say that, but. Against Chelsea on the weekend, it looked like Man City had 15 players on the pitch. Every time yeah. a Chelsea player had it, there was two, three players around them. And every time they had the ball, it was almost like they've got options left, right, centre. When you got players like De Bruyne, he'll make you tick. It's simple as that. So even though they're defensively being stronger, I think the last two games, Man City have been back to them all selves and creating chances. They, were, they wasn't short for that. They need, they need to keep it up, though. And I, what I feel like is Pep needs to keep a consistent side. Like one week, you, you can't play... He has so many good players, though, not he? Yeah, he's got so many. Way to play. Yeah, I understand why he does it, but when you've got a winning side and you're playing so well, surely it's it's like you'd want to keep the form up and keep the... I understand why he rotates, but... I just feel like he needs more of a consistent side if you want to actually go on and win the league. Like you don't see Liverpool changing many players. I know they've had to yeah. change defensive, but the front three players. I think Phil Foden should be starting more. Yeah, he should. Really? Like, I rate him in the so first first so... half, especially he was unbelievable against Chelsea. He's magic. Great goal as I'd well. I'd be annoyed right? if I was. Yeah. yeah. I'd be very annoyed if I was Phil Foden. I, th- I feel like they've they've managed him quite well. They've not thrust him out into the spotlight. Like a lot so, of teams do with youngsters, when, but I, I would want more game time if I was him. When Davy Silva left, like that, he was supposed to, Phil Foden was supposed to like, I didn't sign anyone to replace Davy Silva because he had Phil Foden. So I expected him this season to play like almost every game like Davy Silva used to. But, but yeah. I think they put him They've got too many good players. Dude. You say it's that, Ethan, start. a lot of them are not playing regular. Like, yeah. One like yeah. when when they got a full fit squad, Jesus will score a brace one week and then he'll play Aguero the next week. Yeah, Aguero's so kind of been shy at the moment. He's only come on yeah, last time, isn't he? Against yeah, he's, he's just come back from injury and uh, he's, I don't know with Aguero. I think he's one of the best champ, uh, Premier League strikers ever. But yeah, right I think now, the injuries are ruining him a bit. Yeah, yeah, the injuries are getting the better of him. What about, what about Chelsea? What do you think of Frank? I think I think they've got to be a little bit worried. Just yeah, the manner, like, like we said. It, it, when they went 1-0 down, their, their heads dropped. It's not like other teams where like going down one, uh, kicks you into gear and makes you want to play more. With them, they just looked uh, a bit lost when they went 1-0 down. I think they need to find the feet with a squad that they've got because players like Havertz, Werner, like, even like Chilwell, they, they, they're a new squad and they need time to like click and gel. It's, I think it's tough yeah. for them at the moment. I think... Dude. Do you Frank think he'll get sacked? Well, do you think he'll get sacked? I think, I think, well, there's been loads of speculation. Now he's now favourite to get sacked. Um, and it's beat like, I, I saw it before, um, Shevchenko might replace him. Which is <laughs> a weird replacement. <laughs> Who do they always get to replace it? Goose, Goose Hiddink that yeah, always Goose comes Hiddink. in for like one month. Yeah. yeah. I think it depends on the the next few results, definitely. But I, I can see it because it's Chelsea, and that's that's what Chelsea do, isn't it? It's like they, they struggle. Like I said, the only the only beat teams that are like 
the Brightons, the Fulhams, all that kind of teams. They don't they don't beat anyone around them. Which is something that needs to change. Footballing like the players aside on Frank Lampard, Isaac, you'll know. He was at Derby last season. You're playing in the championship. It's a different ball game. You're talking Derby County. Don't get me wrong, they're they're a fairly decent club. However, you're going to Chelsea. These are the European yeah, champions are talking. It's it's a big it's a big difference, isn't it? Yeah, you run a lot. You run a lot of um, players with him as well. Like from yeah. Chelsea, you got Tamori, Mason Mount, you had Harry Wilson as well. There was a big a fish. There was a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. With, yeah, they had a really good side at Derby. You had Tammy Abraham, Mount Wilson, as you're saying. A lot of their and, players now are starting in the Premier League. Yeah, Mason Mount as soon as he came, Chelsea manager two seasons ago. Yeah, Mason Mount straight away. As soon as, as soon as Frank Lampard came, Chelsea manager. He started almost every game. Yeah, I think what I feel like with Frank, he's not got experience to look back on during these difficult times. Like he's been at Derby and he had a decent ride. Like they got playoffs, playoffs yeah. they won the playoff semi final, they lost in the final, and then by the time they lost, he was at Chelsea. So he had a decent little ride there. So he he didn't get the job on his managerial skills. He got the job because it was Frank Lampard. So yeah, he I didn't think, have the experience yeah. that got him that job. Whereas they now, always, go on. They'll only sack him if like it got like terrible because I think he's a club legend. I don't think they want to ruin the his legacy because it could yeah. ruin his legacy if, if he ends up getting sacked. Obviously, as a player, that legacy will stay the same. But it's like in terms of him and Chelsea, it could ruin it a bit. Yeah. 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 So. I just feel like now they're struggling and not getting results. Frank's not got that experience to help him now. Like, it's happened to many managers in the past Like that have been like Frank. Like Neville, he went to Valencia. Yeah. Um, Thierry Henry at Monaco. Steven Gerrard a little bit at, at Rangers when he first came in and Celtic was so dominant. They've not had experience to help them in these difficult times. Like, you can't look back at another bad yeah. spell. This is the first time it's happened. So I think it's a big learning curve for Frank, but he needs to get around it ASAP because they're dropping points every week and you can't be affording to do that. Yeah, they've got Fulham away. I don't think he knows his best team or his best formation or his best system. No, he doesn't. He's, it's it's changing all the time. It's quite similar to Pep. He's got a lot of good players and he's trying to find his the team and the formation because he's been playing 4-3-3, but a lot of Chelsea fans have said they want 4-2-3-1. With Havertz just behind Werner, but See, like playing four-three-three and playing Havertz on left wing, Werner right wing, or Ziyech right wing, or whatever, he's playing like a completely different team. And he's got no pace when he's playing because he's playing Drew up front. Well, Werner's fast, but he's playing Drew up front, Ziyech right wing, so he's letting Werner do all the running. I don't think and, there's any point playing Werner um, on a, on a side because that is good through the middle. That's where he scored all his goals yeah. for Leipzig. Yeah, he's he's not good at dribbling. He's good at getting in behind and yeah, he needs he needs a goal. They got they've got Morecambe at home in the FA Cup. So surely if they start him in that game, he scores. Yeah, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? But you never yeah. know. Usually your rest plays in the cup, but I feel like Chelsea. You play, I think you play Werner just for his confidence. Yeah, it needs a few goals. Especially when Frank's under pressure as well. I think yeah. he needs well, to put out a semi-decent see, team. We're, we're talking about Frank under pressure. If it was any other manager, I think the whole fan base nearly would be on the back wanting him sacked just because it's Lampard. They're giving him more yeah. time. 
And well, I understand where it's coming from because he's a club legend, like Ethan said. But it's a results-based business. How long will this go on for? Well, they've got them. They've got the three similar managers, aren't they? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Mikel Arteta, and Frank Lampard. And them two have gone through it like big time, especially Arteta recently, Ole last year, and Lampard mm-hmm. now getting it. And I think they've both come out on the other side. So we'll look at Arteta might come out on the other side. He hasn't yet, but he's yeah, looking but it looks like, like he looks direction. like he's doing all right. Because yeah. they, they didn't have a solution. No one thought, like, Arsenal I'm saying, where's where the next points coming from? Like, when yeah. who, who are they going to beat? And all of a sudden, they've won three in a row. Obviously, two of them aren't great sides, but they beat Chelsea for a start. I think Frank will do something similar. They'll, they'll look at the next fi- they'll look fixture. They've got Fulham, Leicester, Wolves, Burnley, Tottenham. And I think mm. they'll end up picking like six, nine points up and maybe getting a result against Tottenham, like a big result against Tottenham or like they need to start by beating Fulham at Curran College first. I think if they get beat yeah, in that well, game then Yeah, I think if they get beat in that game they might go. They don't need to they think about be. what's happening in three weeks or three weeks. They just need to go by game by game and try and get that win again and build the confidence. Mm. No point looking one month ahead or two months ahead. They need to focus on the next game and the game after that and just start picking up a bit of momentum because the ability is there isn't it yeah so uh, do we want to touch on a huge game on Friday night as well which was uh, Manchester United Aston Villa a very impressive Villa side came to Old Trafford full of confidence they're on great form fantastic defensively as well as going forward Villa Villa are a good side away aren't they they don't don't really lose away at all they played Chelsea at Stamford Bridge and then got a result like United, United mm. was in for a tough game. And that, these are the type of games, because obviously Villa are on four months where they got to play like Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish will need to like, like Bertrand Schroeder as well, he's, he's looking good. They've got... Yeah, he's doing all right. They've got a solid team now, I think. I think Dean Smith, John Terry, you know, they've sorted them out. So I think to be... Dean Smith doesn't get enough praise for me. Everybody's praising Bielsa for what he's doing, but no one's yeah, really touching on the fact that Dean Smith only him. just survived last season. And yeah, the job he's doing this season has been absolutely yeah, really fantastic. Right, yeah, you look at it as yeah, well. You probably shouldn't have survived last season because obviously what happened with Sheffield United again mm-hmm. and the ball went in and stuff like that. But they've come, they bounced back from it. Made because last season when they got promoted, they made some awful signings like Marvelous Nakamba, for example, that Yota from Birmingham who signed. They signed players who weren't good enough. This season they've signed like some top players who like well, take it to the next level. Yeah, like Box for them. Yeah, Bertrand Chiori. Unfortunately, been injured for them, hasn't he? Yeah, they got El Gardi performing as well. Ollie Watkins, the big one. Like, they're looking. McGinn's been fantastic as well. Yeah, the guy, the guy doesn't stop running. He's so good. Yeah, so if United win that game, that like I thought it would finish a draw personally. So if United Martin win, yeah, as, yeah, Martin is a big one because they need to keep, they need to keep because they ended up calling uh, Pepper Reno, didn't he, in January signing him? Yeah. Because they hadn't, they didn't, Tommy Eaton got injured like all season, didn't he? They're like Nyland in that, in the end. And Nyland, he's yeah, not a very good keeper. See, that was a big game. It, Villa informed side, they've beat big sides this season like Liverpool. They've been the side team to struggle to play against. And I thought, I knew it would be a tricky game, but I felt it was a big three points for United. It was a tight game. Aston Villa kept going. They had chances like Eric Bailly right at the end. Cut Smart, really good at there. the end, my heart was in my mouth. When that ball yeah. dropped for uh, Keenan Davis, oh my God. If yeah, Eric Bailly stays fit, then you'll be much more solid at the back. Him and Maguire look okay, don't they? Yeah. I think they suit each other perfectly. Maguire's got that aerial presence. Um, Bailly's got a bit of pace about him. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's good. He, he's a good at recovery, like them one-on-one positions yeah. that he can get back. Yeah. So I just that penalty. It's a controversial one, but it's given. He's they put it away, and then I liked how United responded. They conceded, and then they almost immediately yeah, got on the other side. So it was a good. They could have easily started sitting back, but went through the gears quickly and quickly got that response. Well, they seemed Oli seemed to have found like a way to win now, like. Sometimes United would like bottle it against teams that he should be being, but now it's like yeah. the Wolves game and the Villa game. They they're turning up when people expect the United, United kind of form. Yeah, like well, that's what you've got to do. You want to be title contenders. When yeah. um, when did he play City in the Carabao Cup semi final? Tomorrow on Wednesday. Wednesday the oh, yeah, tomorrow, isn't January. it? Yeah, if if they yeah. win that, if they win that. I have a Tottenham or Brentford in the final. And then I think they would beat Tottenham or Brentford in the final. So, to win that game, we might expect it to be Even to get a cup. Yeah, even, even to get a cup. It'll be a tough one. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd love that. Yeah, because you don't want a trophy now, yeah. No, it, it, it'll be a tough game because Man City are looking good as well. So, I think yeah. that'll be a good game. Yeah, um, it, it, it also is better than the last one anyway, 0-0. No. Well, it, it has to be because someone's got oh, yeah, a I think both teams will play a uh, full strength as well because we know how much Pep likes the Carabao. Obviously, he's won it three times in a row, hasn't he? Yeah. And Oli desperately needs a trophy, so I, I can't see any any rotation really. I think it'll be full strength from both. Do you? Well, Cavani can't play, can he? he, he no, he can't. Game, but... Three game ban. Do yeah. do do you three think United are title contenders? Yeah, I I do. I think it'll be a free. Yeah, I'm not jinxing anything. I'm not saying anything. Well, I said, I said it when we did our predictions. It'll be a three-horse race between City, Liverpool, United. And I, I, I think City, if they, and if they win most of their games that they got in a row, which he should do, I think City will be the ones to beat. What I think United you, will just be behind them. Yeah, in my been, predictions, I had um, yeah, got a nice. United have been ruthless, which they haven't been in previous seasons. Um, I think they, they are really... Well, we'll see... We'll see next week if if they can challenge Liverpool and whenever United play City for the second time, then we'll really see if, if the title contenders think I think they are. Last season we were really good against the big teams and we fell short against the, the smaller deep blocks that we couldn't break down. Well, yeah, this yeah, season that's, it, where, it's, that's where you've improved. It's been a little bit different. You've got better against the, the weaker sides. Which and is then what? we got trou- trounced against Tottenham and then uh, wouldn't would not beat Arsenal. We're drawn against City and we're drawn against Chelsea. So I think from our point of view, we need to improve. We need to get back to what we were doing last season against the big teams. A lot, a lot of them results were, were earlier on in the season, though. I think yeah, United, yeah. United, these tight games, they've been finding a way to win, like Ethan said. I think what really helps United is they've got a really strong bench. They've got yeah. players like Paul Pogba, yeah. Cavani, Mason Greenwood coming off the bench. Yeah, it's just like to win the Premier League, you need a good squad. And I feel like that's why Man United and Man City are definitely title contenders. I keep hearing on like Talk Sport and Twitter that oh, Man United will finish third, Man United aren't title contenders. How can you say that? They win the game in hand against a relegation fighting team, Burnley, and the top of the table. I just struggle to see how people are counting them out. Well, since Bruno like... joined, we've we've had the most points in the league. Yeah, look at it like this. Um... Man United lost three games all season in the league. They lost against Tottenham right at the start and Palace first game of the season. That was with 10 men. They lost, yeah. yeah, they lost against Arsenal as well. And they had 
quite early on in the season. And since, like, till there was three games, all the games lost. And since then, well, they've won 10, drawn three, lost three. What so, I think is important is when, if or when, more than likely, United do lose a game or draw against a lesser, lesser big side, um, how they respond to that? Because right now, yeah. everything's good. They're winning, the morale's high in the team. When they lose a game, or if they lose a game, how how will Ollie gather gather the squad again I and think, go again? Because that'll be important. I think you've seen though, with uh, earlier on in the season when we were going one 0 down or two 0 down in every single away game. Yeah, I think you've shown a lot of character already this season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. A lot. And that PSG oh, when they went out the Champions League. Yeah, I think we've shown some good character. It's a good time to move on to Liverpool because they are the three. <sighs> title contenders I'd say Man City we've just covered Man United we've just covered now Liverpool what's going on? Well you look at Liverpool I don't know the, the last three games they played West Brom Newcastle and Southampton you expect them to get nine points Liverpool last season we've got nine points so yeah. look at them now they scored, they scored one goal in them three games so they didn't, they didn't score against Southampton and they, they blanked twice out of three games and normally you expect Liverpool to say like they played West Brom, you expect to score five in that game. And Newcastle expect to score two or three, mm. and Sounds expect to score two or three. I, I, there's something wrong. Think, like, everyone's talking about the defence, but their attack's not yeah, doing they're, they're just playing they're not the sort of like, goals. Tactic. Goals. Yeah, yeah, it's like teams have figured them out a bit. Like teams are set up against them because last season obviously they dominated the league. So now they're a team to beat. So teams are looking at them and thinking think, this is our like cup final kind of thing when they're playing against them. Liverpool struggle because they don't have. A necessary plan B. Plan A is yeah. cross, get it to get it to Robo, get it in the box, get it to Trent, get it in the box, get you know, cross the balls into the box and, and they'll find a way to win. Well you see I was on around yesterday, lost possession thirty eight times in seventy seven minutes. And it was his fault and it was his fault for the goal as well. Yeah. One, I, I'm not sure I was up with Arnold yesterday uh, yesterday against Southampton. He really struggled, didn't he? He was what he, yeah. he could be one of the worst performances I've seen him play for Liverpool. Usually well, he's one of the standouts. Well, they need, a, they need a goal, and he's like a big source of the goals from the assist, like and the free kicks. And they took him off in the seventy fifth minute because he was out of Tory time. And so the bum kicked Millwall. Well, no, yeah, man. exactly. <laughs> that just tells you, doesn't it? See, the thing is, even before yesterday's game, if they beat West Brom and Newcastle, everyone's saying the league's done. Basically, yeah. you'd think our oh, Liverpool are too strong. Who's going to stop them? Two results. Three results now. They've got United next. Yeah, in the yeah, Premier League. Got, they've, got, they've got Villa in the Cup, which is it's at Villa Park as well. So that, like, obviously, no one's well, finally played Villa as well. Game. Yeah. Going to, is it at, where's it at? Anfield. Anfield. Well, Anfield. Liverpool, Liverpool yeah, lost Anfield so. since 2016, have they? Like, Mane and Alisson played like that. They never lost to Anfield, ever. So, 2017 beat, winning against Crystal yeah, Palace. Crystal Palace, big Sam. So, for, yeah, big Sam. So the thing is, um, my United to win Anfield would be massive, massive. And if they do win, then I, I I will take them very seriously. The gap six points if Man United win that game and then they obviously beat, win the game in hand. So it's a huge game. I think a point will be uh, better for Man United, definitely. I'd, but yeah, I'd, I'd take a if point. Solskjaer, Man United, do you want to play Liverpool this weekend? Yeah. That Liverpool side, they're not the normal Liverpool side. Just look at him, they've got Fabinho and Henderson at centre-back. I think Danny they're playing Ings out said, as well. Yeah, Danny Ings was saying, when he seen the team sheet, he couldn't believe his eyes. He was rubbing his hands together. 
We're playing against two centre midfield players that play centre. They're not very fast either, are they? No, they're not. Even no. though I know they didn't. They didn't look too bad, but Henderson centre half, it's not his position. I think he's struggling. Fabinho's done it. Fabinho's done it quite a lot. Yeah, Fabinho's a very good centre back. But not Henderson. No. Henderson, he struggled yesterday. I thought it just just stuff like when they've got a corner and they're running all the way across the pitch to defend again after they lose the ball. Usually, you're only running 15, 20 yards to get back to the centre of pitch, but you're running all the way across. It's not easy to adapt and against a good pacey Southampton side they had out yesterday. Well, with the United Liverpool game next week, it's a good chance for Liverpool to rest the players because they don't take the cup seriously, really, do they? No, so, no. So to they can rest like the likes of Salah and uh, you know all these kind of players that they'll need. That game and United. they've got nine nine days after the Aston Villa game until they play them. So yeah, they've got a lot of time to rest. Do you think he'll rest players because he'll want that win? Well, in in the cup, you don't take it like look at last yeah, year. Didn't, didn't take it seriously at all. Obviously, if he ends up beating us, a bunch of kids. He played kids against Villa in the Carabao Cup. They got beat. Like they, he didn't take it very seriously at all. So, I think it's they'll find it a tough game anyway with the best team out against Villa because I know Villa will play a strong team as well. So I think he'll he, yeah. play a weakened side. So if they do get beat, they will play the weak team. I think he'll be a mixed side. So I think like. Center off, like yeah. I think the problem that Liverpool might have had is Reese Williams and Nat Phillips are there on the bench yesterday. They're center backs, yeah. They've seen two center mids playing in their position. They must be thinking that's my preferable position yeah. now I'm on the bench. So, surely one of starts, yeah. You'd be, th- I thought one of them would play, but that won't help the confidence. They, they, when, when, or if they come back in. They won't be 100% there confidence-wise because the manager clearly doesn't trust them 100%. Yeah, and they're going to be looking over their shoulder thinking, uh, you know, am I going to play next game or is, is Hendo going to be back in my position? Yeah, it, Liverpool's passing accuracy yesterday was 80%. That's the lowest it's been all season. What do you think about um, Liverpool fans? There was an article that I saw recently, like yesterday, last night, after the Liverpool game against Southampton. And... Um, they said that how hard done by Liverpool had been. Like they had sixty apparently they had sixteen decisions going against them that shouldn't have gone against them. So like, I don't Salah, believe any. The first one was Salah, Salah Penn against Liverpool. Then obviously there's there's two big moments in the Everton Liverpool game with Pickford's challenge of Van Dijk and the Henderson going last minute with Mane offside. Um then recently Darlow, Carl Darlow when uh, Mane went clean through and he like, seems to trip him up. And then mm. um, in the game against Southampton when um, Stevens handballed it. Well, that was too. I think it was. I, my opinion it was too close to him. And um, Walker Peters yeah, fouled Mane. So they, they've said like they released like 16 times when they've been hard done by. So that's what they're going to blame think, now because they're not doing as well. Yeah. I think you have to earn your luck though, and have Liverpool earn the luck in in these past three games. I don't think they have. What was it? One shot on target yesterday from that money That money attempt. Yeah, exactly. Or did they have one more? Maybe seventy-fifth minute, something like that, late on in the game. Yeah, tame, tame attempt as well. It, I think you have to earn your luck. They hadn't had a shot that late on target for five years. Yeah, like I said before, everyone's talking about the defense, which might cost them, but they need to sort of attack out. I know they've got world-class attackers, but they're not doing anything. I think they need to change something, me. Just, yeah. just slightly. Maybe put Salah up front. They've done it. 
two seasons ago. They've not got, I think Firmino struggling. Just, I'm not saying change everything, but maybe just change the formation to a 4 2 3 1. Put Salah up top. It's just, or Shakiri out wide. Just something to get teams thinking. I think they need Jota back ASAP. Well, yeah, when Jota comes, he can play out wide and you can have look at, Salah and Mane. Look at the game yeah. before they played them three games. Uh, they played Chris Palace, and they won, they won 7 0 against Chris Palace. And he started Minamino. And since that game, Minamino hadn't featured. So he he opened scoring as well, Minamino, to put one up early on, and then they brought yeah. Teller off on the bench, and he ended up scoring two. Like it was like an onslaught after that. So I don't see why they've decided not to play Minamino at all, like something different. And last time he played, they won seven nil. See, yesterday Liverpool had fifty six touches in the opposition box. I just felt yesterday they didn't know what to do, like. It just wasn't the same Liverpool. Like, Salah had a half chance to get a shot away and he tried passing it. And you, you're just thinking, why has he done that? Yeah. I think they are lacking a little bit of confidence. It is a blip and they will get over it. But when you're at the top of the table, they're giving confidence to the teams beneath them. That's what's important. Like, United and City will be rubbing their hands together seeing Liverpool... Not winless in three, losing yesterday against Southampton. So that's important that they need to put it right. And I think it is the perfect opportunity to put it right against yeah. well, the team that's second in the league, Man United. Before, before the um, Newcastle game, they scored in the last 22, 21 away matches. And obviously, they just blanked in the last two. So something is wrong. Yeah. You can't score in the last 20 um, away matches and then you play Newcastle and Southampton. You aren't, not respect to them two, but they're not. Like world class, and you expect Liverpool to score against them every day of the week. So the fact that they've like blanked these last two games, I don't know, it's real tough for them at the moment. Yeah, it's not looking good for Liverpool. Do need to start considering Leicester for that top four spot. They're now one point behind Liverpool on the same games played. See, Leicester are always the less less like these last two seasons anyway. Leicester have always been. Like a strong outfit. Like last season, they were second for ages, weren't they? Until like they tailed off until, until lot until lockdown. Actually, when when the football like, yeah. came back, they they ended up finishing fifth, didn't they? And you got Europa League when they was like favourites to get Champions League. So I feel like it went down to the final day, didn't it? When they played, they played us. Yeah. So I feel like the I don't know. I think they might do the like same as they did last year. Yeah, I feel like Everton have the same problem as Leicester in, in terms of squad depth. Uh, yeah. They both can't really afford to rotate because the the players off the bench just aren't as good. Well, we need a right back. I hope we look at like I've, I've heard my United looking at Max Aaron. So Everton as well. I hope Everton. Yeah. Try and do something with that Max Aaron deal. We need. You've uh, already got Godfrey off him, haven't you? Yeah. So we, we, got, we have quite a good relationship with him. Yeah. So yeah. We, and we need um, another striker because Tossin. Yeah. Someone with some pace. Yeah, exactly. We just need we need we just need something different. Like we don't have really have a plan B either. Because we don't have like mm. most people plan B is bring on a rapid striker winger, try and like stretch the defense. But yeah, we don't we don't have that at the moment, so we're struggling majorly. Right, boys. I think we've uh, we've wrapped up everything nicely. There. I think we've covered this week, and I've got one final question: Which player this week? has impressed you the most so we'll do Premier League and Championship Mo do you want to kick us off with that yeah for me it will be Kieran Tierney just the way he played he scored a yeah. goal he was constantly giving options to the wingers overlapping 
and I feel like he was a bit he, he shows a lot of passion and you could tell in his celebration um, and he really wanted to play for the club so I think he's helped the club build from the bad patch of form and results are showing and I feel like he was superb this weekend Yeah, I saw pictures of him in the warm-up you know, when it was snowing like hell and he was the only person yeah, warming up yeah, short sleeves and shorts <laughs> You can tell he wants it. He's one of the, he's one of the Arsenal players that really wants it, and, and obviously yeah. wants to get Arsenal back where they belong. Maybe uh, Isaac, have you got any players standing out for you this week? Phil Foden in the game against Chelsea. Yeah, I thought he was very Fantastic. good. Um, showed a lot of quality. Showed glimpses of um, David Silvers and whatnot. He was very good. Ethan, uh, I'll go with Eze. Cause just for the fact that you know, like Chef United couldn't call with him all game and like especially the goal like just capped off like what his performance was about. Fantastic, man. Like from from the halfway line, beating three or four players and putting it right in the corner just outside the box as well. The tough finish. So yeah, I feel like he'll be massive Chris past season and in that game especially it shows like he got them on that win really. Yeah. Have we got any uh, players from the championship? Lucas Shaw for me. Um, come back, coming back from injury, um, coming off the bench. I think it came off the bench anyway. Um, scoring two goals to win the game, perfect return for him. I mean, when, yeah, mm. just superb as usual. He was brilliant in the middle of the park, and he scored a phenomenal goal. So, yeah, for me, Buendia. Uh I think I'm in the Premier League. I'm going to go for uh, Bukayo Saka. He's really yeah. impressed me, not not just this week, uh, recent weeks in general. Like we said, the Arsenal youth uh, are coming to their aid massively. And uh, I don't think anyone's been more helpful to them than Bukayo Saka. In terms of the, the old Greenwood, Foden, Saka argument, I think Saka's creeping up there for me. He, look, he looks fantastic every time I watch him in terms of uh, the fact that he can play anywhere as well. What yeah, was he playing left back last season? And now he's playing right wing, and he can play left wing. He can, he can play anywhere, everywhere. Yeah, he does a lot of different qualities. So I mean, hard. Yeah. I look at Greenwood's finishing; is unbelievable. Saka can play anywhere. Good wherever he plays. Forward creativity is unbelievable. We've all got like different qualities that. Yeah, they've all got different things, out. and uh, exciting times for England, I guess, because uh, yeah, got all three of them. Right then, I think that's it uh, for this second episode of a podcast of two halves brought to you by spark just like to say a big thank you because uh, our first episode's on i think it's on 96 views on youtube so very close to 100 we appreciate everyone that uh takes time out of their day to listen to us ramble about football and uh yeah more episodes will be coming uh on a weekly basis so uh thanks for listening thanks a lot cheers thank george you. thanks cheers, guys. guys we'll see you next week yeah.